Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Sussex by the Sea podcast, a podcast about all things Hastings United. I'm your host Chris Slavic, and in today's show we have Hastings women's number one, Shana Greenaway, talking her career, how the women's team is coming together, and your questions. Also on episode, we catch up with pre-academy supremo, Jake Daniels, talking about all the good work they are doing, their exciting plans for the future for the youth of Hastings, and what the club is laying on right now, every Saturday at the Thurs. Also Hastings fans will be having our first quiz, courtesy of number one pop picker, Pat McCrossan, where one lucky Hastings fan will win a replica shirt, presented by the great man himself, and maybe even me. More details next week on this exciting news. And now, here's my chat with Hastings stopper, Shana Greenaway. I've got some questions from fans, just so you know. So it's just, okay. But one, of, the first thing that popped into my, into my head was when when you win in eleven nil, what what what, yeah. what do you what do you how do, how do you keep busy and go? <laughs> I mean, you know, how do you get? You get cold. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I like to play the game. I I use what I can see to try and help the girls. So it'd be a case of. You know, left shoulder, keep an eye here, release, like, and I just, I just shout what I see, I suppose, and I keep my mind busy rather than yeah. feet in my hands. Oh, okay. So, how did you get into football? I, um, I got into football from being dragged around watching my brother. So, I started quite late in the game. I probably didn't start playing until I was about twelve or thirteen. Mm. And um, I remember being dragged along, and I just said to my dad. Can I play? Yeah. I'm bored of watching now. Yeah. And, um, he was like, yeah, all right then. So we found a local team. I started off at Tackleway, because mm. I'm Hastings born and bred. Yeah. Um, I started off there. I was on pitch. I never even thought about being a goalkeeper. Mm. And I was useless. No one passed me the ball. I was absolute rubbish. Oh. And I turned up to a game one day, and our goalkeeper was ill. And I went, oh, I'll do it. I don't mind. And I've been in goal ever since. Oh. And um, it was only a month or two that I'd been playing in goal. Within that, I'd gone to trials and I was in at Brighton. Yeah. Um, I played there up until the age of 16. Um, I almost made an England squad when I was 15, but I had an ACL reconstruction, which prevented Ouch. me making the England squad. Uh, then I come back um, when I was about 16. Um, I managed to get back like full fit again and I started playing for Brighton Reserves. Yeah. Um, and I was playing for Brighton Reserves and I'd also gotten into Chelsea Academy. So I was playing for the women at weekends and Chelsea in the week. Um, and then I went to uni, I played at uni and then I stopped in my third year. It was a dissertation and, and things like that and I was like, I need to, this needs to stop so I can concentrate on my studies. And I had, I haven't played since until this season. So I've no. had a good seven years out. Yeah, I suppose it's very much like the way the women's game's changing. Like my my ex-wife used to play for QPR, and she yeah. um, in midfield, and it was very much like that. That you know there was tons and tons of women coming through the the ranks that were great, and and if there was a bit of money knocking around, mm. it. It, it, yeah. things could have been a lot different but it wasn't and it, obviously at, you know you're doing it for the love of the game but you equally yeah. you, you, you've got to get you know your education you, you've got to get employment you know so so many of you must just have to make that decision like, like my ex did she she became a teacher and she could uh, pass the pass the rings around and the half well nearly three quarters of the blokes I know so I mean she was brilliant 
it. That must be quite... I mean, is that is that changing at all? I mean, I know, obviously, there's a professional league now. Yeah, it is changing. I mean, back when I was playing and it was like, right, do I go down? I mean, I had offers a scholarship um, and I went and coached in Canada for three months. But I decided that actually I'd be too homesick being in a different country and that actually I wanted to do university in England. Mm. Um, so I decided against that. And, you know, maybe if I took that route, I maybe would have been in the pro game. But back then, I think professional footballers, women, were earning between sort of like, you know, 18 to maybe 21 grand a year. You yeah. know, there's some players that are getting that like an hour, you know. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, it, I mean, it was doable. And a lot of the women then that done that also worked within their clubs, whether it's football in the community, coaching or admin stuff as well. So they sort of like top up their wages then. So, I mean, it was a viable option back then when I when I was looking at potentially doing it before I decided like, no, actually, I want to, I want to go down like sort of the physio and massage route. Yeah. Same within football. Um, I decided to go against it. I, when I was injured, I had some phenomenal physios, and I decided that I wanted to help people that were injured in mm. the game that I love. And mm. I, I still wanted to be part of football, but not playing. I think I lost my passion for it in my final year. It just got a bit too serious. A bit. Yeah too hardcore and I was a bit like oh, I'm just not enjoying this anymore so that that was my decision to stop but I know now that you know players are getting a lot more money than that I mean men's game brings in lots of money you know up at high levels mm. um, and the women's game doesn't yet but it is changing and I think women's football is starting to to make a bit of an impact in the football world as such but personally I don't ever think it a match the men's game yeah. Um, men's games are more entertaining. Women are more technical, in my opinion. Mm. Um, so, but yeah, it is, it is changing. And I think that soon it will be, you know, a viable income uh, for women that well, want to go down that route if they can and if they're good enough. Yeah, I mean, so we, we all certainly hope so. Well, I mean, from a, from a point of view of what we've seen at Hastings, if getting good crowds there for something that's just been restarted, despite... Covid and all the, you know, all the other stuff that we're having to live with at the moment. You know, it's a yeah, it's life changed. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah. Well, anyway, I don't want to stray onto that. I mean, that's that. We're we're trying to keep this happy and jolly. What's uh? So you 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 obviously were dragged along to football. Uh, were you dragged along to watch a particular team? What's your favourite team? Um, I'm forced to say West Ham. Um. Mm. I don't. I don't watch too much football. Kids keep me busy. I've always followed winning teams. I've been a bit of a glory hunter. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, the real people that I follow, like my idols and stuff, have been like real people that I play with, like mm. real people that I've seen at a football match, rather than these, you know, celebrities. Yeah, TV people. Yeah. yeah. So, any names? Reel off a few names for me. Uh, yeah, so my idol growing up was actually a former Hastings United goalkeeper, uh, Lee Wargan. Okay, um, yeah. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Um, so I, I really liked him. If you say, like, sort of these professional names, um, Ben Foster yeah. is, um, is a role model of mine. I think he's absolutely brilliant. I think back in the last World Cup, he should have been the number one shirt. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't don't really watch too much um, football. I, I couldn't, couldn't give
<laughs> That's all right. No, well, um, okay. We'll move on. We'll move on. Don't worry. Um, right, I'll go on to a few questions that I got from... This is from, um, f- actually, female, female fans. Okay. Okay. Uh, what does the team... I'm, I'm, I'm quoting it here. What does the team do to resolve conflict on and off the pitch? We're very supportive of each other. Um, obviously, there's been a few red cards for conflict against the opposition. Yeah. Um, and the girls that have committed these sort of offences and, and been punished for it by the rest, they're always putting in the group chat later on that evening, I'm really sorry, it's not like me. Like None of the players are like that action. Um, mm. They're actually all very, very nice women. Um, and they all are very disappointed in themselves, but they're also very passionate, yeah. and that's why these things do happen. I mean, there's a certain circumstances, I think, the decisions were were right, and a red card was, you know, deserved. You know, you've got to be punished for what you do, but, mm. you know, you learn from it, you move on. Um, but Molly's uh, second yellow card, for example, this weekend, I think, was ridiculous. She didn't say a single word. She shushed, um, and she was being sort of like abused on the pitch as well which the rest then decided to ignore so if it's both ways you know let it go and some of the rest I think forget about the blue card you know mm. off go and calm down um, and I think maybe a little bit more use of that um, but conflict wise I mean we're not a very we don't have any com- conflict between us um, it is more like we all support each other so like, don't worry about it we learn from it you know you've got to learn to keep your head and it's sort of just talking them through it they feel gutted that they've let themselves down and that they're letting our fans down very, very diplomatic actually that was that was very good <laughs> <laughs> everyone has their opinion everyone's welcome to it but you know it is what it is yeah you know decisions don't always go our way and, and that is football it, it happens and you know from it and you move and on, you get on and, yeah, yeah exactly move forward don't look back yeah absolutely Right, next one. Uh, here we go. Any veggie players? And also, do Not you... noticed any. No? Oh, well, then the last bit wouldn't work then, because think, the th- think the club could cater to that at all. I think, I think they're having a little moan about the uh, catering at the game. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean... What do you think, as the goalie, about the catering? <laughs> I'm a meat eater. So yeah. I'm Burger or a sausage and chips at the end, but I do think you know that vegetarians and stuff, and you know, uh, vegans and, and vegan friendly stuff is all becoming more and more popular to a lot of people. Like, wasn't there a um, sort, sort of like a vegan month or something? It's like mm. you go vegan for something a, a while ago, so yeah, maybe a few veggie burgers, you know, to cater to, to everybody's needs. Yeah. Um, wouldn't be too much to ask. Is it corn? A corn sausage? Oh yeah, the, the old corn, the corn sausage. Yeah. yeah. No, actually, no. To be honest, I mean, I'm I'm taking the I'm, I'm taking the Mickey, and I think this person will probably hit me uh, because I'm taking the Mickey out of her question. But th- th- there is loads of vegetarian and vegan stuff now. That's actually really nice. Yeah. I mean, it is actually really nice and easy. So I mean, that's not such. It's not a serious question. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. She's going to beat me up now anyway. Uh, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. Um, <laughs> Um, what do we got here? Ah, pre-match nerves. Have you uh, for your pre-match nerves? Have you got any like pre-match superstitions? Yeah, so I, I get nervous for every game I've ever played, um, and I use that to like kick 
start my adrenaline. I get a bit loud in the changing room before we walk out and I normally shout some sort of motivational speech <laughs> um, <laughs> and try and get the girls rallied up. Uh, I always put my left shin pad on my right leg and my right shin pad on my left leg. Always have done. Don't know okay. why. It's right. not comfortable, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to family, do you, do, does your family try and come along to the game? I, mean, I don't yeah, know how young have, young your kids are, but like, did your fella I've bring got them along? Three year old. Oh, okay. <laughs> and um, my partner, they come to every single home game. Some of the away games they come to. Um, the facilities, although these teams are trying to put out the best facilities they can. I mean, we've got you know facilities at the pilot field. Mm. Um, so you know, if it's raining, they can stand at the shelter, or they can go inside. Yeah. Yeah, Isn't no. so quickly I mean you know it's, it's not something to be taken for granted is it I mean it's it's great that you've got you know you, you, it's all beginning to click now it is I think we've got a real chance of going quite fast quite quickly and the potential that we've got in our team is phenomenal I mean we've got some players that are training with us that aren't of age yet and yeah. they wouldn't be out of place on the field in the starting 11 or in this league or even a league higher we really do have some great potential and with that I hope that you know we get 
we get promoted this year. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be happy with anything less, to be quite honest. That's, that's our goal. Anything about um, your captain, Rebecca? Rebecca, she is amazing. Um, I actually sent her a message um, a week or so ago. And she was like, she texts everyone after the game, seeing how they are. And she noticed someone might be a little bit off. She's like, are you okay? Just checking in. Like, she's fantastic. And all the captains I've had over the years, the levels that I've played at, yeah. hands down, she is the best captain I've had. She really is. She's, she's fantastic at her job. She's good at her role. She leads the girls on and off the pitch. And I think she's a real role model to some of the younger girls as well. Yeah, I mean, um, I was going to ask you about Amy, um, but I know she's stepped down recently. I mean, yeah. what, what, what's the what's what's the current to is is that permanent? It is. It yeah, per- it, it's a permanent move for Amy. She's um she drove down on, a tra- on our training day all the way down from Essex. Obviously, she doesn't live locally. Yeah. Um, to tell us uh, and then drove back. Like she's got such respect for us and us mm. all as players have got such respect for her. Um, it was a sad... I, I shed a few tears when she told us. Give her a big cuddle. She had, uh, but she's not leaving us fully. She is going to remain as a player. Yeah. It's just the, the stress um, and the amount of work they put in behind the scenes yeah. doesn't fit with her family life and her work life outside of football. I think if she, was a lo- if she was local, it would be a different story and she'd still be manager. Yeah. Now, but you know, the reality of it is, she does live a very quite, yeah. you know, that is a mission. That is, it is, and she, you know, she also, I know she starts work early hours in the morning, like 5 a.m., and she's got a training session, she gets back home, and she's up at work for five. It's um, it's a bit of a chore to be yeah. that full time, I think, and she wants it to be a professional as she can, and mm. I think that. You know, without speaking to her and assuming, I think she doesn't think she can give it full, her full attention mm. with her current circumstances. I think if her circumstances changed, then maybe her decision would change. Yeah, I mean, you can understand when it's put into those terms. I mean, yeah, that is, that's that's a proper mission, and and you know, it's yeah. it's that's a, that's a drain on anyone's. Like, you know, you've got to have that life balance, um, and you've got to be realistic, haven't you? I mean, it's yeah. uh, it's all very good you know, staying in that position. But if it's going to burn you out, then that, that would burn me out. I'm just, I'm just saying myself, but, uh, you know, you, you're juggling just family and work it, and everything. Like, like, my head. Yeah. thinking about it. But like I said, she, she did say to us all, you know, this isn't the end. Um, I'm not leaving fully. Um, I love you girls. Um, I think you're fantastic. So I've spoken to everybody and I'm going to remain as a player. And I will see you all next Thursday at training okay. as a player and um, yeah I think she's going to start working her way into the starting 11 Shana I mean, unless there's anything you want to talk about anything about the team that you want to make mention and I can make sure it goes on the podcast um, is there anything anyone you want to talk about anyone anything that you think you, 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 the Hastings fans need to know about or I need to highlight to be honest, I just want to thank the fans, really, um, for showing up week in, week out. You know, selling 200 plus tickets every week is, is phenomenal for this level of football. And we couldn't do it without the support. Like, we 
really do appreciate each and every fan that walks through those doors, each and every volunteer that helps out on game days. You know, the, the groundsman with the pitch, um, you know, as far as that's in the gate, to the social media, to the fans, to you guys in the Independent Supporters Club, we just want to thank you really as a team and, and me personally as well. I, I think I think the support we have around us locally is, is incredible and just a big thank you and keep coming and supporting us and we'll do what we can for you guys. Well, I mean, when you're winning games 11 now... <laughs> When you're winning games, you never know. It's hard. To, it's hard to not want to come. You know what I mean? But I mean, from from my point of view personally, uh, like my work schedule's been a nightmare. So I I haven't seen a women's game yet. I mean, it's unbelievable. You won't believe that. But literally every time, it's either that I'm working or I've got some family thing going on and I can't get out of it. I will make a women's game, okay? But because everyone's telling me how good it is. Uh, yeah, it's quite embarrassing, really, because it's like Jesus. I, even the eleven nil, it's like uh, I just knew it. I just, I just thought, oh, for God's sake, because I, I, ne- I nearly made the eleven nil game, but oh, I okay. couldn't. Uh, no, from from everything I hear from the, but what I find really interesting about it is is that a lot of the blokes that I've gone with that you would expect to just be quite sort of uh, put dismissive of women's football, and you know that kind of character, yeah. They are the first yeah, that's ones. My partner. my partner's one of them. All right, okay, right. But they are the first people to go down to the to, to the women's game, and equally, they're the first ones to big it up. And like when I've spoke to them, they've said how good it is, how excited they are, you know. And in no way has it been, uh, you know, it's about the football, and 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 but it's just really not. It's really nice to hear, you know, because you can get the wrong idea about people, and like. The the, the 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 proper Hastings family. Do you know what I mean? It's it's. No no no, right. No, so... I know what you mean. It's that stigma that's attached to women's football. Mm. Um, but we do try and put on, you know, the best show we can and be as technically good. And you know, we do. We like to think of our phases of play, and we do a lot of work on our phases of play to to be the best team that we can and the most entertaining team we can as well. Because you know, let's be honest, it's on TV. It's technically it is a, it is a show, but yeah. it's fine. Obviously, not to like a show like Cabaret or anything, but you know, we yeah, know what make you mean. It as entertaining as we can. We do want to score and make the game impressed and that excitement of, of football there, um, which is what we try to do and what we work on weekly. We have got a few tough games coming up, so they will be interesting games to watch. No, no, listen, Shana, thank you very much for your time, uh, particularly as you've got a young family as well. So, and if, if you can. Um, I'd love to get yourself or others back on the podcast because obviously I want to I want to promote the women's women's team women's game. So please, whenever any of you are free, please I'll get in contact. In and I'll nominate I'll nominate someone. Oh, all right, then. <laughs> and I'll just say right, you know, you're next. And, um, I'll I'll put them in someone that I think it gives you a good a good show as well. Uh, but yeah, I'll hundred percent come back. Sort of like I don't know, maybe halfway through the season. Yeah. Come in and if I yeah. change some. You know, vegetarians and... <laughs> 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 but no, yeah, I'm only joking. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll have to say come back. Thank you for having me. That's all right. Thank you, Shana Greenway. Um, thank you and um, take care. Will do. See you Bye. Saturday, the Hastings boys are in cup action in the Builder Base FA Trophy. They're playing FC Romania. There's hardly any tickets left. So what you need to do is you need to get on HastingsUnited.com 
bigcartel.com, then follow those links before they're gone. And on Sunday, the Hastings women's team entertained Salt Dean in the FA Women's Challenge Trophy. It only costs a pound. That's a ridiculously good deal. And that's available again on hastingsunited.bigcartel.com and follow the links. And on Tuesday, the men's team's back in league action and we're playing three bridges. Again, limited tickets available. That's £12 for adults. Concessions are £8 and other 16s are a pound. Remember, unless you're a season ticket holder, you need to get these online at hastingsunited.bigcartel.com and follow those links. And here's the pre-academies, Jake Daniels. Well, I was, what I wanted to know is, because we're very interested in the academy and the pre-academy. So you're... Jake, you're the you're the you're the head coach of the pre academy. One of the yeah one one of the things I wanted to ask you was for like for, yeah. for for us that don't know, could you like explain what like the pre academy and academy setup and how sort of that how like um, a boy or a girl would travel through that setup, like all the way say all the way through to the first team. How does that work? What's that pyramid like? Yeah, well, I think probably it probably is best best for me to start. Um, and explain to you sort of how I've how I've got into it because it sort of it, it all links in together. But so obviously Ben White and I have been friends for a long time, played a lot of football together when we were younger. Mm. And um, obviously um, he um, told me a lot about what was going on at Hastings this year, and obviously told me obviously about what Billy wanted to do, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And they've obviously been running the academy for um, obviously it's been up and running for a while. Mm. But what they wanted to do was. Um, very much in the spirit of trying to give something back to the community. They wanted to start a pre-academy. Really, is just something whereby um, there was access for all. So it wouldn't matter where you come from, what your background was, whether you had loads of money, where you had no money, is that Hastings as a, as a community club yeah. was going to basically make football accessible to all people. Um, and obviously, I've, I've got a good degree of experience of working with youngsters at various things that I've done in the past. And... I've just come back into coaching after a bad injury. Um, so it seemed I can't really do a lot of the demonstrations that I used to do because of the injury that I've got. Mm. What I could do was obviously is give the experience to the youngsters. So, but the boys, so in the summer, Billy and um, Ben and myself, we met down in, on the beach in Bexhill and had a bit of a chat about their vision of how they wanted it to go forward. Um, and they asked me, would I look to start this pre-academy for them um, whereby... We literally would advertise it. We'd do an open day um, on the pilot field, free for all age groups right the way up to, I think it was up to 16, starting from four years old. So we did that. Loads of interest in the pre-academy. Lots of the older age groups already already had established teams and coaches. Mm. What they wanted to do was um, have something that a child, exactly as you, where your question started, that a four-year-old boy or girl from Hastings could come on a Saturday morning to the first and come and receive some football coaching in a safe, fun environment. Yeah. Um, so basically, we're only into we're, we're, we've been running up the, the free academy now. It's only been going for about six or seven weeks, and we started off with literally two or three. Then it gradually grew as the kids went back to school and started telling their friends. And I think the last Saturday morning, I think we had sixteen. And you know, we've got a, a total mixed bag of. And we've got, we've got, I think the youngest one we've got is four, and the oldest one we've got is six. Boys and girls. 
at the moment it's their very first introduction to football so it's just a fun environment yeah. and the, the, the process from that going onwards is is really that we will work out over the next few weeks and how those children are enjoying it some of those kids will just come to have fun and that is absolutely brilliant and fine um, some of those kids will want to push on and be the you know be footballers and be the best they can be and can develop through all the age groups in the academy and that's that's what we want to establish is the pathway that it's there and it's inclusive for everyone so if you just want to come and be a part of the Hastings family and you want to come for a little kick around Saturday morning and then maybe wander down the road and watch the first team in the afternoon that's absolutely fine and brilliant and we want people to be part of that equally for those that maybe a very much want to pursue their football, then we want to give you an introduction into our youth teams to then go on to our other coaches and basically eventually have that pathway through the youth team um, into that first team in the 23s. And, you know, you can see that already with the amount of, even from last year's sort of um, 16s, 18s, all of those, lots of those guys now are basically breaking into the 23s. Lots of them are beginning to break into the first team. Um, so it very much is a club ethic, which is what Billy and Ben are wanting to put together. So, and my little group is the very what I call the green shoots of that. They're the first. They're the first ones to start on this pathway at the, at the very bottom rung, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant, Jake. I mean, so when you're running these, you're running these at the Furs, and just yeah. so everyone knows, it's yeah. at what time is that running? So it's every Saturday morning um, and it's 10 o'clock till 11 o'clock. And as it stands at the moment, it's myself. Um, we, we will have some, as the numbers grow, there will be other coaches that come mm. in and help me. Last week, uh, one, one of the under-23s, um, Jordan Jordan Ray, came up to help me with the group. He's going to be popping in and out. I think the week before, uh, one of the first-team boys brought his boy for the first time, Kenny. Mm. Um, so he basically did a little bit with the guys as well. So it's very much inclusive things. And, you know, the lots of people poke their head in. Billy popped past last Saturday while he was watching. I think it was his nephew was playing. Mm. He poked his head in to see how we are all getting on. Ben quite often pops in. So it's because of the because of the way that the furs is set up, we're all the all the little ones which I look after we were in the cage mums and dads can watch they can see mm. how their little ones getting on they can see all the fun and the games that we're playing it's a very inclusive thing and you know literally all we, all, all we want these guys to do is have fun yeah. but then the next stage is is that you know we'd love them to come down and watch the first team and maybe mum and dad come down with them and have a bite to eat and a drink and, you know, and very much building that sort of family sort of club ethic that, you know, it is all inclusive. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. It's brilliant stuff. Just so, just so people are aware, like, uh, do, can they just pitch up or do they need to, do yeah, they I mean, need, uh, uh, go on, yeah. sorry, at sorry, the, sorry. That's all right. At the moment they can just pitch up. Um, yeah. So if the child is four, five or six, boys and girls, absolutely just pitch up. Um, because at the moment it's very much in its in its growth in its growth stage. Yeah. Um, at some stage we will get to a threshold where um, numbers numbers is an issue, mm. um, and then when we get to that stage, we will look to add other coaches if we have to put on a second session. We might look to split the sessions. So we will everybody will be catered for. Um, but a bit like the conversations you had on your last couple of podcasts with you know with uh, with Billy and with Aggie, mm. you know it is another thing that brings to the forefront of basically for available facilities in the community that need to be there and how can we develop them and make sure there are facilities for our kids and the next generations. Oh, no, that's brilliant. It's very, very good subject. Get, uh, getting in contact with you because I just wanted to promote this uh, and just yeah. get it on the podcast. Uh, is there anything else you want to promote? Is there any 
any other stuff that um, we should be highlighting? Yeah, well, I think um, obviously at, at the moment there is obviously a, a lot of um, worry and difficulty through the whole sort of world we live in with regards to COVID. Yeah. One thing that I can say that's coming that's coming through very strong from the academy is that obviously we all think it's a great thing that we get kids out in the fresh air and we keep them exercising and we keep doing it. But obviously, so whichever child comes to one of my sessions or one of my colleagues' sessions, basically you will see that we've got all the make sure that there's all the track and trace apps are there. Yeah. The kids' space have got a hand sanitised. We're asking everybody to do their bit because very much, as much as we want the kids to come to Hastings and to have fun. We want them in a nice, safe environment. Mm. And we also want people to understand that that's fundamental to what we do. Um, you know, and we, we've got loads of exciting plans that, you know, that we want to do with the sort of the pre-academy. Some of them are going to be, you know, the, we won't better do them just yet because of COVID. Mm. We want to we want to offer sort of like match day experiences. So maybe we'll do like a session rather than doing it in the morning, we'll actually do a session on the pitch before one of the first team games. And then we can take the kids maybe behind the scenes, meet some of the players, see where all of that sort of things happen. So there's all the things that you would see at a professional club with the sort of like the youngsters and being inclusive. We want we want to do that. Um, and also so that, you know, we can demonstrate to the people of Hastings that, do you know what, look at, look at what Hastings are doing, you know, on yeah. a match day. Yeah, the first team are there and they are the elite and where we want the kids to get to. But look, the kids are coming in, they're being coached, yeah. they're being Coaching. There's so much more than just the first team, yeah, absolutely, exactly. yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's one of those, I mean, my, my journey, sort of, my journey through football, um, you know, has been sort of, been, been local, but with the, certainly all the youth work that I've done, you know, and I've worked with some great coaches, and I've played with some sort of, some really good players, and I've managed to take lots of stuff from lots of people, and from my point of view, you know, I thought me doing anything with football when I when I had my injury was was pretty much done. But having when Ben picked up the phone this summer and said, "Look, would you look to do this?" It was almost a sort of like it re-energised me to give something back as well. So it, it, it can it can assist everybody, you know. And in, even in the last few weeks, we've had granddads and grandmas turn up and watching the kids play. And you know, mm, in, in a world that's very un, unstable for everybody at the moment, it's it, it is good to see just some smiles and some kids running around having fun and some having some family time and you know and if the club can play a small part in that then then we're doing some great community work oh no it's brilliant stuff me, me myself i work in mental health i understand that uh, completely yeah. jake and it's what's great and it's well from my perspective it's fantastic that we've got something else to think about it's just you know the the, the, the it weighs on on a lot of people and it's good that people are getting out doing stuff yeah. Uh, doing normal things, you know. <laughs> Otherwise, we all go nuts. I won't, I won't put all this bit in, but yeah, yeah, they, you know, they, it's uh, it's good. It's keeping me sane as well, Jake. So uh, that's um, that's the one thing. What I would like to do personally is is to maybe see that little bit of progress. Say we give it a month or two, and then come back to you, and then just see, you know, because I want to obviously I want to promote all these things. You know, I love Hastings. I love I love the club. I love everything involved with it, and uh, I want it to do well. So I yeah. just, you know, it's it's um, maybe in a month or two, if you fancy coming on again uh, and just talking uh, what's happening. and That's right. No, to be honest, I think that would be great. And they say, you know, and maybe when we have sort of done one of our sort of um, sessions on the pitch where on a Saturday or whatever, when we can sort of like do it fresh or whatever, mm. and we could talk about sort of like we've now got to the next stage. And, yeah. You know, we're doing bits and pieces and you know it, it, it really it really be, would be great to do that and as I say I think what you'll find is is that you know when I had an hour with Ben everybody is very energized and wants and wants to do more and wants to put in and you know mm. no one 
even for people like yourself, mm. not, at the moment, nothing's too much trouble because ultimately, with the world we live in, you know, there's, there isn't a great deal to cling on to, is there? Yeah. I mean, and I think some all the, all the good stuff is the stuff that we all need to make the effort in, sort of, you know, certainly for the sort of the kids of the town, so that you know people can even through adversity can still push, push, push to try and do the right thing for people. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, Jake. Yeah, cheers, cheers for that. And um, I'll try and get, I'll try that, I'll try and get that on that this week. But what I will say is, as I said, just preempt me when when you've got anything coming up. Just say, send it. I mean, and if you you ain't got the time to talk to us, just send it, and I'll yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll get it out there for in my in my own little way. All right. Yeah, well, I say, well, I've got your um, I've got your number now. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll save that. Um, and as I say, if ever you, if ever you're part of the, it's always nice to put a face to a name. If ever you're, part, I mean, I, I'm at most of the home games and the, my son plays for the 23s, um, so I'm a lot of the 23 games as yeah. well. Um, so if ever you're passing, sort of like you know, hopefully we. Can yeah, no, I say hello. Absolutely, I'm, I'm more than work. Yeah, I'm, I'm behind the goal usually with the other, 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 other reprobates. So uh, yeah. yeah, so you can okay. throw some abuse at me. No, no. Yeah. Honest, I mean, you know what? It's one of the things that one of, not many of the other local clubs have got, and it's um, it's great that you know, and you can you can feel the energy that it gives the players, even though it's just you know, it, you know, it's just a few of you. Yeah, exactly. It's only a few of us doing it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, no, it's true. It's just, and it's good fun. We're watching good football. Um, yeah. we're we're blessed with the good football. Some good, there's some good people there. So, um, exactly. um yeah. Well, listen. I hope, I hope we get, I hope we get a chance to look up at something. Yeah, of course, of course, Jake. Yeah. Yeah, lovely, mate. Take care, yeah? Also, just before DJ Dex, Pat McCrossan's Song Pick of the Week, another reminder that we'll be having our first quiz next week, courtesy of the big man himself, where one lucky Hastings fan will win a replica shirt presented by the great man himself at the ground. More details next week on this exciting news. And now, time for Pat McCrossan's Song Pick of the Week.
It's time for the Fan Roundtable, Hastings fans. Thanks again to Robbie, John, George and Ryan for making it happen. Well, chaps, it's been a very good week since we last spoke. I don't know who wants to kick off. I mean, I know George George spoke of um, the Hayward Heath game. But any of you guys want to start off with that? What more can be said from what was said on the last podcast? But for those who didn't, didn't hear it, we were brilliant. We came there on a cold Tuesday night and played them off the park. Got the god that is Kenny Pogue was just pogey and brilliant. And bagged in a fantastic hat trick as we dominated to play. And, that, and Sammy Adams, two fantastic goals, would have got man of the match any other circumstance. But obviously the Kenny Pogue hat trick stopped him. A really good performance. The only slight blemish was after the goal we conceded. But overall, a true dominant performance from the U's. Very nicely said, Robbie. Mm. Roy, anything? One of the good things was we changed system for the game against uh, Ebbsfleet the previous weekend, and uh, we'd kept that going. 
we uh, I think it was almost a 43 one because Stoney was playing in central midfield, wasn't he? Which he did again on uh, Saturday. I think that is working brilliantly. And I think him alongside Ben Ward when he's back fit, when you have the one of the most experienced players at this level with one of the most promising youth prospects holding up central midfield, that can be an incredible partnership. John? Yes. Uh, what? You still like it or out? No, no mention of that. Although I was a bit humming and ahhing when we conceded that goal, you know, that's a big thing. But it's a game-to-game basis, I would say. I, th- I thought it was, it was just such a confident, assured performance all the way through. And a bit like on Saturday, which I know we're coming on to, but, but yeah, it, it was, it was back, back to business as usual, wasn't it, really? Now we've, the team's really gelling, the new system's starting to work. Everyone seemed to know what they were doing there. I was just going to say, what, what an, I thought it was a nice little ground. And the pitch was fantastic, wasn't it? I just wondered how it drained so well after all that rain that, that they had. Quite a nice little pitch. Yeah, it was a nice little ground. It was quite nice because uh, because I'm in the NHS, I got in for free. So uh, I watched them getting stuff yeah. five, five on, which I, I was very nice. I, I, I joked and I said, oh, it's the N- NHS. What's it called? The stadium? Thank you, the- NHS or something. Thank you, NHS. I said, does that mean if you're NHS, you get in free? A joke, half joking. And and the guy said, no, no. And then some other guy chased us down the road, didn't they? I said, no, yeah, you can come in free. So... That well, that's obviously, happy. if you didn't get in for free, you were leaving, wouldn't you, John? You weren't going to watch it unless you could get in. <laughs> it, was a, it, yeah, it was a protest, and they they obviously want some revenue in the, with the burger place, but yeah. so they let us in free. Well, I just think it's really important. Oh, hello, John. Clubs at this time and uh, make sure you know uh, some of our, our money's going towards these non-league clubs. Try not to get too much for free off the roof. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, the just a bunch of freeloaders. <laughs> Uh, no, nice one to do that. Nice one to do that. No, it was. It was a nice well, touch. Really nice, you know. When, when, and when you think these are people that volunteer their time, you know. And I just felt a few of them went out of their way. Always, always enjoy the trip there. To be fair, shame the bar wasn't open indoors. It's, it's a cracking little clubhouse underneath the main stand. But there's always oh. next year if we're if we're in the same division or whatever. So, no, always nice there, AMC. May I weigh in with a little useless fact? Uh, I'm tempted to say no. (laughs) Very good, George. Very good. I was tempted to say no, but yes, please tell me. Their goal scorer, uh, Nico Cotton, he was actually part of the Weymouth side that defeated us in the FA Trophy 1-0 last season. Is he also, uh, did he not used to be in EastEnders? EastEnders. It's on my Nick Cotton's that. Hispanic evil, well, not evil twin, good twin, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Nico, Nico Cotton. Nico, Nico Cotton. Right. So moving on, moving on from that game, let's go to. Shall we? Shall we go to Saturday? Who wants to kick with that? Well, John Aggie out. Will let's just have a negative view first, shall we? The negative view. I, I now have to think of negative views just to play along with this. Uh, my Aggie out reputation. Play along. Um, you do. <laughs> you actively encourage you do, it. You do know Chris I, can edit this any way he wants. I know that's what got me into trouble, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> he piece uh, stuff together and 
Maggie's already yeah. on to you, John, anyway. He knows you now, so. <laughs> I thought right from the kickoff, we were in control and going to win that match. Um, famous last words, so I didn't say it. Although Chris, I was so pleased when they scored because Chris was just boasting about how he predicted 2-0 as the right score. Yeah, all right. I was, it was 2-1, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so but, he's cheering on another team, yeah? Let's just remember as this. As usual. Who, who me? No, I wasn't cheering them on to score, but it is, was nice to wipe the smile off your face. My prediction was slightly off. I had 7-0 before the game. I was slightly off, you know, but a couple yeah, of chances like, gone like our way. Confidence. I like that confidence, Robbie. I was going to say 2-1 to them just to keep up with this sort of my... <sighs> but, but no, it was a, it was a good all-round performance, wasn't it? Of course, you always hope to keep a clean sheet, but it was just great. And I, I thought the, it was the loudest game crowd-wise so far. Did, did anyone else think that? Well, yeah, that and the cup tie. The cup tie was pretty good. But I think Tuesday night always feels a bit louder. Yeah, not, e- evening matches always got a slightly di- better atmosphere, haven't they? I've got to just quickly chip in. I, I do remember a certain George Gasson saying, when I was talking about uh, VCD being top and that they're a top-of-the-table team, that you said that you made a few comments about... Um, that they won't be staying there till the end of the season. I think um, I think you were very much right there, George. Well, yeah, I said I said as a reference that Everton were top of the Premier League, and yeah. you can sort of take what you like from that. And I think genuinely, from what I saw, yeah, I'll happily stick with that. I I thought they offered less than what I thought they would. A little bit pass at the back, and a lot of lumping it forward towards Louis. Maybe that's not how they usually play. Maybe that's what they tried against us because they thought they perhaps they couldn't pass us out of the game. But what you can see from when they've scored their goals this season, they've had really potent spells in the second half. Um, and obviously, uh, with our magic ear, we've managed to, managed to stop that. <laughs> I knew that was um, I, was, I was trying to think of something to bring that in. Go on. What, well, what, what the, uh, the accusation about the ear? Yeah. Well, apparent, apparently an ear has appeared at a hole in a... How do you have a hole in a window? I'm not sure how you have a hole in a window. Uh, yeah, like there's a a, yeah, there's a. If you go past the changing rooms, in right at the bottom left of what was the home change room is now the away. There's the smallest crack where you cannot hear through it or anything like that. Yeah, so the the two teams that have said that's happened. I mean, I'm not sure what we could have possibly taken from a team talk that involved not trying to play too much football at all. Um, we could have played rugby. Yeah, that's what they were doing hoofing it up there and trying to bash Louis over the line. I was hopeful that Kev was going to be here because Kev suggested it was possibly a glory hole. <laughs> of course he did. I just Poorly wanted Kev. him to, you know, I just wanted him to sort of be, um, expand on those comments. But I mean, when you take that much Kev, it's, <laughs> those thoughts are going to come out. <laughs> so I, I kind of like He'll that. put it in anything. Go that on. new song. He'll, when the, he'll put it in anything. <laughs> Getty when the goes, goes wheeling in <laughs> and it's changed to de- dealing in, isn't it? <laughs> Very good, whoever thought of that. Anyway, who's next? <laughs> Go on. So, George, sorry, you were talking. I butted in. I don't think VCD showed that they were a league winning side on Saturday. And I think um, their, their fan um, would, would sort of agree off that performance that 
you know, whatever they'd shown in previous games, that performance didn't say that they were a league-winning side. And let's say they have had those purple patches in the second half. You look at when they scored their goals. Um, they put two or three goals in quickly. And, yeah, we managed to stop that by controlling the game and controlling the possession yeah. until the last 10 minutes when we did let a little bit of a grasp of the game slip there. But, um, yeah, if, if Sammy puts that chance away at 2-0, it's 3-0, game over. Yeah. Um, lots of chances we had in the second half because we controlled the game. We're going to do that a lot, especially at home this season. So it's very exciting. Well, that's the nice thing, isn't it? That the confidence is there now. So we're just spreading it about and the, 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 the patterns are there. And um, oh, it's just great stuff to watch. Uh, you know, I ain't got nothing else to say about that. What, what Robbie, you want to say anything? I said, it's generally really good performance. But I think 2-1 flatters them massively. We were by yeah. far the better team. We had three chances, maybe in number three in the second half, where Whiskers wide could have scored, easily scored. Obviously, their keeper, Barry Towns keeper, Nick Blue, what, what a fan favourite of ours. Because obviously, a couple of years ago, you played his anniversary. We'd like to remind him of that. He remembered us. It's always nice when a keeper remembers you. But um, yeah, he, he was good fun. I could see him again. Um, but yeah, flattered them completely. I mean, that their highlight was one of the defenders had a ferret on his head. Oh, we yeah. Were, we were far the better team. <laughs> it was literally a highlight. <laughs> highlight of the game. Well, I thought so, on, what, what I found interesting is when you go and watch a game, you don't realise the tactical decisions that are always being made. But I, I just thought when they started off, they, they were, had the confidence to feel they were good enough to play it up from the back. So they were doing that. The keeper was taking their kicks and passing it right or left and then playing it around the back. About after half time, we really pushed up and closed that down. And, you know, I think it was a, it seemed to be like an obvious tactical decision. And their, their possession just seemed to, to diminish um, through the game. I know they, apparently someone was saying they, they tend to score late goals. So there was a bit of a flourish at the end there. We deserved, I think 2-0 would have been the fairest result reflected the game. Yeah, I think we bullied them. They played like they didn't want the ball. They just sat back, parked the bus, and it didn't work out for them. Failed very badly for them, which was quite amusing. You know, for, for a team top of the league, uh, I mean, talk about, I mean, defensive. I mean, so they got what they deserved. I just think one player who deserves lots of commendation from Saturday is Craig Stone because obviously he was playing central midfield, but how seamlessly did he slot into playing that? You wouldn't have been able to tell he wasn't a natural central midfielder had you not been watching Hastings before. Yeah, I mean it, it, it was seamless, wasn't it? Really, he was he was a great he was, he was great in midfield. So we're spoilt with ball winners in that midfield, aren't we? Um, which is what lets a lot of teams down. But, you know, you've, you've got Ryan, sort of um, the amount of tackles he gets in. Uh, and, you know, when and Sammy Adams. So it was, it was quite, it's quite sport for choice there, I think. Cool. George, do you want to say anything finally on this now that you're back? On the VCD game? Yeah. Yeah, just thought, you see, if you think going back 10 days ago on that Friday before the Ebb Street game, and some may have been wondering whether we're going to be scoring goals this season, where that link-up's going to come, how the season's going to pan out. And I think you look at the three games we've had since then, 
drawn against Ebsbeek, the hammering at Haywardsy from the a pretty dominant performance against the side that had won four in a row at home. I think a lot of us have got a lot of confidence in, in this side. And it, yeah, it's just really exciting times at the moment as we look, look ahead to the season. Really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. 100% with you on that one, George. It wasn't at the women's game. Um, I was. So please, Rye, can you fill us in? On a great 11-0 win. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it was an interesting game because uh, Amy Sindon's departed her role as manager now. And so it was Andy Corrigan's first game in charge. And I was speaking to him after the game. He was saying, you know, obviously getting an 11-0 win, it's fantastic. But the fact was, as he said, they started quite slowly in the halves and the two red cards put a slight dampener on things. But it was one of those games where it kind of Hastings dominated when they had nine players on the pitch, but the goals would sort of come in sprees of about seven or eight minutes. It wasn't sort of a we dominated the game from start to finish. There was no doubt about it, but the goals sort of came in bursts. But as I say, from the outset, it's an eleven nil win, and it's incredible. But there's suddenly a bit more to that when you look into it. My voice is still recovering from it like yesterday, but it's a fantastic game. The sending off was it justified? Well, there was two of them. The first one, um, Mully Hill, uh, got her hat-trick. And there was a player who, as I understand, had been antagonising her for about, well, the entire game up to that point. And she kind of went up and shushed her in celebration. And the ref deemed it to be a little overzealous, so gave her a second yellow. So regardless of whether it was, whether it was or wasn't, now you can't appeal to yellow. So she's going to miss next Sunday's game against Salt Dean. And uh, Lauren Sharp, it was just... Uh, she didn't appreciate the challenge and reacted rashly. So, although I believe the club are looking into appealing that one because they felt it was unjustified, but the whole thing was they were red cards, which, although you can question whether they should have been given, there's the whole argument as the referee shouldn't have had to make the decision because they were just stupid to give away. But, so from what I saw, I feel like they were both a bit harsh, but ultimately the ref seen what he's seen and you can't really change that. It does kick off a bit at the women's games, doesn't it? I've got a, a couple of female friends that go along to the women's games, and she loves it because it's like, yeah, they, because these women they don't mess about. There's no, uh, there's no diving around with them. Great entertainment. That's what we want. So, a couple right. of questions, Ryan. Um, yeah, go for it. Do you know why Amy Sender's not the manager anymore? I missed that. Um. The whole thing with Amy is there's lots of conflicting stories from lots of conflicting sources. So I'm not, I'm sure as you might well understand, I'm not particularly uh, ready to go on record and say this, this and this because I don't know the whole story of it. I've just heard snippets. So I don't want to say anything that could potentially glam me in trouble because it could be wrong. Um, Right fears for his job. Could this be a ripple effect from the Aggie out? (laughs) They've misheard What's and John. They've misheard. They've misheard and it, they thought Amy out, and so Amy had to go. I mean, is that is that the idea, John? Well, what, I, I what are you even doing, might, John? She might step sideways, really, and take take Aggie's job. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe there's like a Gemma Wills on, on another podcast. Yeah. It's like Amy, Amy out. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. See, that's it. I, the, it's thrown down the gauntlet now. I've got to keep up with that. No, but in all seriousness, Hosted obviously... by Christina Laverick. Exactly. I, I could be a Christina <laughs> yeah. for you, Rye. Yeah. 
the, anyway, the, 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 I suppose the good thing is, is that she's staying on. She's staying as a player. So that means it isn't, hopefully, it isn't anything bitter or, you know, it might just be that it just isn't working out, you know, scheduling wise. Cause I mean, everyone's got jobs, you know. Yeah. It's a big responsibility. Was she, but was she player manager anyway, or was she just not? I thought she was a manager. Just manager as far as I'm yeah. aware. Yeah. She, she was a full time manager. And I think, but, so Molly, Molly Hill, yeah, yeah, baller, baller though she may be, seems to have a bit of a reputation as a quite a bit of a hothead, which I I think is fantastic. Yeah. Um. So how many opposition players are going to try and antagonise her throughout the season? Because that's exactly what I'd be doing. Um, <laughs> well, if she I bags think... a hat trick and gets sent off every game, fair I'll fucking play. Yeah. yeah. I'll take that trade off. You play every whatever. <laughs> hat trick spended. Hat trick spended. I just found my old school book. What? Um, and it's just full of Hastings United stuff. So this was from the season, when was it? 1977 to 78. I don't know whether anyone's interested in the sort of teams we're playing or the crowds. Yeah. What, what was our average crowd then? We'll go, what sort of crowds were we getting that back then? Can you see that? Yeah, we could see it, yeah. Numbers aren't the clearest, but you can see, roughly see it. Just read off it, John. Right. So they're the home attendances. I mean, it, the bog standard. Right. Was... Sorry. What you play with Lego? Hang on. I've got to get the kazoo <laughs> for that. Also, John. This yeah. podcast is basically audio, so. <laughs> if, 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 <laughs> oh yeah, of course. If our if our listener... Lego, you play with Lego. Yeah, if our listener about? wants to know about the, the attendances, they're going to need, gonna need, <laughs> need to know a, bit, a bit of audio. Yeah. Sorry, okay. sorry, I'm getting off the Lego. So, How old are so you? So the the lowest crowds were like four hundred. No, you you've got Lego, mate. <laughs> <laughs> You're only jealous, aren't you? You play with anyway, Lego. Anyway, it's all it's audio. You play with Lego. <laughs> this is this is, is astounding. Right. Top, atten it? top attendance was 1,115 against Barnet. Good crowd. Who else was in there? Wildstone, Kettering. How old's the how old how old's the Lego, John? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's quite easy. This is my son's room, actually. Oh, yeah. I would, I would right. say that, wouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, anyway, I, I was interested to find it. And this was the standard of our programme, which I'll have to describe, I suppose, as it's audio. But Yeah, it looks half decent. It does. I love that it says Hastings United FC Limited. Just making sure the world knew that we were treated like a business. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you've got Jane Ellen's Pantry as one of the top advertisers. I wonder what ever happened to Jane Ellen. We all do. Did she give you the Lego? Yeah. <laughs> mm. Sorry, I, I mean, is it just me? Is it just me? Brio, Brio um, out. Exactly. Who? Brio, Lego <laughs> in, Brio out. <laughs> oh, no. Have you got figurines, John? Just tell me, have you got figurines? The Subutio count. Uh, no, the beauty that's, that's the, that is the champion game of all. What? That's, a, that's I, a great game. 
It is a great game. I remember getting my dad to play all four of the old divisions, the complete fixtures, five minutes wow. each way. Wow. Jesus, every game. That's, yeah. And then doing the league tables after, after that was oh, the... Yeah, yeah, you've got to do the league tables. You have, yeah. Mm. That's what we so should do in the past. So you did the whole league for all all teams. Yeah. So I say, come on, Dad, it's time for Scunthorpe v Doncaster Rovers or something like that. <laughs> oh, happy days, eh? I used to love. Scunthorpe. And did you? So would you always play as Scunthorpe? No, they weren't particularly. You, you'd have to think of skill levels and what would make a realistic score. So you were match fixing then? Yeah, John. what's John? Where where does this go, mate? We've got Lego. a set match on the podcast. So beautiful match this is why, I mean, this is why Lego fans shouldn't be involved in football. <laughs> they don't understand the game. With the Man United and Liverpool of Lego, you are just ruining it for everybody else. <laughs> yeah, this mate, this uh, boosted the viewing figures, wasn't it? What talking about Lego? I fucking doubt it, it's mate. Beauty, um... it's a beauty. That's what we should do. Replace the pool table in the pilot bar with a Subutio table when this is all over. Yes. Yeah, I'd be up for that. They'd then John would just challenge everyone. Yeah. John would just wouldn't watch the games, he'd just stand there challenging all newcomers. Winner winner stays on, I think. Winner winner stays on as Scumthorpe. Poor people. Aggie defeats John at, at Subutio. Oh, that's it. that's <laughs> what I want to see. That's what I want to see. Aggie <laughs> just 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 passing it around you. In the Sabutio pitch, he wouldn't stand a chance. I'd lay the lay the gauntlet down on that Sabutio challenge. So, how's the t-shirts coming along, John? Yeah, I've, I've got to work on the sort of art input on them. Really, what what do you reckon? Well, you said to me, Aggie ate my hamster. You said to me today. Yeah. Oh well, I I did say, didn't you say that? And I said, no, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Aggie kicked my puppy or something like that. Yeah. You obsessed. Aggie threw socks at my cat. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there were smelly ones as well. Well, you know, what can you do? Well, listen, chaps, what, what, I, we've got a couple minutes left. Obviously, we're recording this on, on Monday and yeah. uh, Seven Oaks tickets are on sale for the 24th of October. Oh, um, already, and and they are ticket online only, not pay on the gate, as far as I understand. So, um, yeah, ten pound, five pound, two pound, I think. How many do uh, Seven Oaks normally get, uh, George? Oh, not that many. Similar to um, Hayward Heath, if not less. So it's about hundred, hundred and yeah, a bit. Yeah, they didn't get four hundred before COVID, so we should be fine. <laughs> should be fine, but obviously it's online. Um, it's on their website and um, club have posted it up on, on social media as well but it's on the Seven Oaks website to buy tickets um, PayPal or cards so yeah they're, they're available now and let's, let's take let's take loads there yeah okay, George the public and... service yeah. announcer yeah uh, so while we're here what are we predicting for this weekend FC Romania at home and then to those who are coming on the Sunday Salt Dean Women Development I don't even know what competition we're in anymore it's just they're making them up as they go along now but Both what games, are our predictions for the games this week? Right. Be quick, 2 9 wins you go back and get cut off 
it's the forty minute rule, yeah. So we're all going to get cut off. Romania. Of I love you. <laughs> it's gonna go. Thank you. I love you. Yeah. Okay. It's <laughs> purely platonic. Fetcher Romania. Yeah. Anyway, boys, pleasure. Um, I'm, I'm still not sure about that Lego, but we, we we obviously have to leave that alone. And that's it for another show. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember, this podcast gets better the more input from you news fans. Be it to get on the fan roundtable, to get your soapbox out about the week that was for Hastings, or suggestions for the show, to requests for guests. So the way you contact is by email at hufcpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at hufcpodcast. All that's left for me to say is... I've been the host of Slavrick. Hope you have a good week and see you again.